Hey guys, welcome back to the Video Edge podcast. My guest today is Denise Damijo from The Healer's Realm. Her business is less than three years old and in a year's time, she wants to have at least a thousand followers, lots of shared videos and excellent content that can be repurposed, which I think is an excellent way of thinking. This is The Video Edge, a podcast designed to help grow your business by overcoming the barriers you face when creating video content. We're brought to you by Shoot for the Moon. If you're serious about overcoming the video content creation challenges that you and many other business owners and entrepreneurs face, then you're in the right place. Every episode, we spotlight content creation challenges so that you can grow your business by this conversation. If you're new to the show, basically, I get to talk to an entrepreneur. They've got a challenge and we talk about it for half an hour. That challenge is always around video content creation and video marketing. And I go through what I would do to overcome these challenges. So if you do love the show, please just give it a little review and subscribe because that helps more than you know. Before we meet today's guest, I just want to let you know that we have courses available in the Video Production Academy. They are low ticket, but packed full of value. The on-demand videos are bite-sized and accompanied by workbooks, cheat sheets, and all manner of goodies to help you on your video content creation journey. You can check them out on the website, videoproductionacademy.co.uk. Wherever you are in the world, as long as you have an internet connection, you can learn from the comfort of your own home using the courses, or better still, the Shoot for the Moon membership. This is a training platform that we've created to help entrepreneurs grow their business. We're going back to the podcast in just a moment, but I want to take this opportunity to tell you about Shoot for the Moon. What is it? Well, it's all about having me as your coach without the thousands of pounds worth of price tag. You can have me and others teach and coach you in your business every single week. Videos on demand, strategies and tactics, cheat sheets of proven stuff that I know will positively impact your business. Sounds fantastic? Well, it is when you hear the price. It will cost you 47 pounds a month. That's less than a pair of Nikes to empower your voice and perfect your presence. And I want you to try it for free because I know it works, tried, tested and proven. Here's what you can do. There's a link to it in the show notes and I guarantee you can impact your business positively in those two weeks, as long as you are ready to get out of your comfort zone. Now, let's get back to the podcast. So let's give a wonderful warm welcome to my guest today. Denise has told me that her challenges include making videos that are interesting and shareworthy, and she's also struggling to make videos that she can create YouTube shorts and TikTok content with. So let's welcome Denise to the show. Welcome, Denise. Thank you so much. I'm so glad to be here. Now, how are you today? I am doing fantastic. Beautiful day in Texas. Just awesome. So what I would like you to do first is to introduce yourself and your business in around 60 seconds. Well, okay. My name is Denise Damijo. <laughs> and I have created the Hiller's Realm podcast. And also now I'm on YouTube. And it is actually brought to you by the Healers, I mean, by the Shamanic Group, which is actually the company. And so it's all things healing. Mainly, I am trying to also incorporate integrative wellness into my YouTube channel, as well as my podcast. And that's why I'm here. Help! <laughs> so the first challenge that you have is that you're struggling to actually make your videos interesting. Yes. And so 
I just want to make sure that the videos that I am making is interesting for the audience, for the whole YouTube audience, as well as like reels and, and YouTube shorts. And so I just want to make sure I'm on the right page with that. I can understand that. What have you tried so far? Just talking. <laughs> I, don't think that, I don't think that is like, I mean, I've seen the videos um, that they're just talking in the video and, and then they have some kind of wonderful music playing in the background and it really gets intense and everything else. And I was thinking about doing that, but you know, I also, I know I have a message and I know that the music is always not going to be the best way to put it. So I need help in trying to figure out what exactly should I be putting out. Okay. And do you have a specific goal that you're trying to achieve with this? Yes. Okay. So I want to make content, like create videos that I could repurpose the content. You know, content is important and you never could have enough of it. I obviously found out. I think that's a good idea to repurpose content. And so often people will just make it put so much effort into making it use it once and then that's it it's done and it's such a waste yes yes and so help <laughs> <laughs> what barriers do you feel that you're facing the barriers is just really trying to like for instance how long should the video be how short should it be how should i have like it more being interesting rather than me just sitting down talking in the video what is it? Should I do a one, two, three, five step video? Because <laughs> I've seen all kinds of videos and I'm trying to figure out which one or maybe something that maybe is released. Well, on Tuesdays, we release this kind of video and then on Fridays, we release that kind of video. So I'm trying to get a gauge as to how to make it work. I can understand that. Oh, I said that before. I'm obviously having a very understanding day today. <laughs> Glad you understand me. <laughs> <laughs> so why are you wanting to do something about it now? Because it's in the beginning stages. My podcast I've done well with. It's great. And I'm getting ready to release season three. But with my YouTube channel, it's very new. This is the videos. I don't have videos on my podcast. This is the videos. I also want to just really build my audience. And I know that interesting videos can do that. Yes, 100%. I find it interesting that you... you... I struggling with the idea of making your videos interesting, but I don't think it's the content. I think actually for you, it's the structure, isn't it more? Structure. Exactly. Exactly. That's it. That's it. That's cool. That's good. We can work with that. So if you're quite happy with your content, the way that I would normally work is I would produce a big piece of content. So okay. I would do a YouTube video. Now, when I say a big piece of content, I mean, it's not a reel. So it could be six, seven minutes long. It might be 20 minutes long, depending on what it is that I'm looking at. Mm -hmm. And then what I do is I go through the transcript for it and I lift out, I think they're called hot sentences. It's what I would know as sound bites. Mm -hmm. It's the golden nuggets. It's the money elements that's in there that you can then lift out. And that then becomes your short form content. So as long as you're keeping it around the 60 second mark, depending on how you're using schedulers to push your content out because some of the schedulers restrict you to 60 seconds whereas if you post directly you get longer then you can start to put it out like that as well these sound bites then can also become trailers for your longer content mm -hmm. so it's a way of pointing people back to your youtube so you do a trailer you do your content you do your full piece 
And then you have maybe three or four trailers that you create using sound bites from the whole video that you then can put out via Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, TikTok. You can even put them on Pinterest now as well. And in all of them, it says, go check out my YouTube channel for more information. See the full piece here. See the full video. You can also create blogs off it as well. You can, there's lots of things that you can do to then repurpose it. So you start with that whole video and then say, okay, what else can I do with that? And then that's how you generate more and more content. When it comes to the actual structure of the video itself, one of the ways to make it more interesting is with things like pattern interrupts. So what happens is when you're speaking, if you're just doing a talking head, which is what effectively this is right now, when it's in the editing stage, when you've got those nugget sentences, those really good sentences, what you do is it kind of zooms in. So that's your pattern interrupt mm -hmm. is it zooms in and then it zooms back out. And this is something you can do in editing. I use a piece of software called Descript. And all you do with that is you tell it you want that particular clip to be 120%. And it zooms in and then it zooms back out. And sometimes if you've got like a bullet point bit where you've got two or three things, it can go in and in and in. So it's quite close up and then it goes back out. So it's about making it visually interesting, even though we're working within a studio environment. Mm. Another thing that you could potentially do is when you're recording, do you record on a webcam on your laptop or on your computer? I record on my laptop, but I recently bought a camcorder that's the YouTuber camcorder. And so I've been recording a few videos on there as well. Oh, that's cool. So one of the things you can do is set up your phone mm -hmm. on a tripod that's at an angle that's like a quarter away from you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So when you get the recording, you're getting this sort of quarter of your face rather than straight on. And then when you're editing, you can cut to that. And it's actually not that complicated because what you do when you're editing is the video that you shoot on your webcam or on your main camera is the whole video and your whole soundtrack. Mm -hmm. So then when you lift off, it's called B-roll, when you lift off this other track, you just put elements and you don't change the sound. You don't use the sound off your phone. You just use that little bit of video to make it a bit more interesting. Mm. Now, if you've got somebody else that can help, what they can do is they can move around with the phone. So then you've got motion going on. So it's not motion all the time. It just helps to break it up that you've got this little bit of motion going on when you go to this cutaway section. I love it. Wow. Like this is golden. I'm like, am I supposed to be taking notes now? Thank goodness nope. this is on video and recorded. <laughs> That's the thing is because it's effectively, it's a coaching session. You'll be able to come back to it later on because the video will be out there. So it'll be all good. Another thing that you can do is do you create graphics at all? I don't, but my team does. That's good. So I'm a strong advocate of Canva because it's mm -hmm. super simple to use and the results really professional. So if your team's using something different, then that's great. But what your team can do is create little, either little video clips that can go over the top that then demonstrate the point that you're making, or you can have a little graphic pops up. So depending on what it is that you're trying to achieve, you get different graphics for things. So it might be that you wanted to show somebody walking because it shows that particular element. Mm -hmm. So what you do then is use stock footage 
So you don't have to go and shoot it. You can just use it from Unsplash, Canva, maybe even your editing software will have it included now. And then you cut that in so it goes from you to this clip and then back to you. Mm. Or say you were showing a statistic, you can save a graphic with a transparent background. So then it just pops up and it goes away again. Mm -hmm. I love that. One of the techniques you can use if you are talking to the camera and you're maybe something that's a bit more statistic heavy or you're going to have a lot of words popping up and down. Instead of filming where you're in the center of the screen, you use something called the rule of thirds. And what that means is you actually shuffle across and you're in the end third of the screen, which will work great for you because you've got a plain background. And then what happens with this bit is you have that available to put your graphics over. So you stay on the screen and then your graphics will appear and disappear, which is a really good one if you're teaching, if you're doing any sort of tuition to actually have that but you need to have that blank element there to be able to do it but it looks super professional it's really easy to do perfect okay okay i'm like i'm like there's so much stuff that i could do now like i this is exactly what i need and i do do a lot of teaching and so i was trying to make it as interesting as possible and it yeah. is interesting i'm an interesting person so that's not that's not the problem it was just the structuring it and how to put it all together and everything else and these are great tidbits <laughs> like oh, oh my good. gosh i can't wait to apply them so what is it that makes you think that what you produce at the moment isn't shareworthy just like i said it's first of all the structure and then also just really knowing what to put out that will get it to be shared, get the numbers up. I know that my information is informative. I know that it's good information. It's just that, is it good enough to be able to create shares and likes and views and all that good stuff? Yeah, I think one of the big things is because there's so much content out there already, mm -hmm. it can be quite difficult to stand out. Yes. And the thing that you have over everybody else is your you. Mm, yes. It's your personality, it's your mannerisms, it's the way that you speak, and that's your superpower. Mm. So be unashamedly you, be completely and authentically you, and that will actually have the biggest impact of everything. Because if you have that consistency with what you create, then people are going to go, that's Denise, I recognise Denise. Mm. And then they key into you. The other thing with it is making it so that when you are releasing content, that it's consistent. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't mean that you tie yourself in forever and ever and ever and ever because things change. Personally, I've just had a couple of months break. We had a close family bereavement mm -hmm. and we'd moved house and not been well. So everything just stopped for a couple of months, which is fine. Mm -hmm. And so now I'm just getting back into it. So I have this gap on my social media timeline of going, I was here, now I'm not. And so I'm starting to pop back up again and you can do that. And the content that's going to be coming out from April onwards is very different than the content I was putting out before, which is fine. But there needs to be a consistency so people can expect Denise is going to release a video. Denise is going to have content. So you can't post out eight things a day for a week and disappear for three months. Mm. Make sure you pace it and really the frequency of it is up to you and what you can manage and what your team can manage because if you do too much you're going to burn out really quickly 
hate it, throw it in the bin, <laughs> have a month off, start again, which isn't helpful to anybody, certainly not helpful to your business. Yes. So you need to then consider, say, pacing it so it's a way that you can cope with it. One of the things that you can do is share some of the behind the scenes stuff. Share the things that people don't normally get to see mm -hmm. because people love that. They like the sneaky peeks. They like to see the things they're not meant to. So it could be something as simple as I have two dogs. So sometimes my dogs will appear in something that I'm doing. And that's fine because it shows that I'm somebody who's got animals. I've got kids. Sometimes they appear in things. Sometimes I've actually had me cooking because it just shows that my role is as a homemaker, a parent. That's part of my life and actually makes you a whole person. And it's about making points that are relatable. You want people to be able to relate to you because marketing is all about like, know and trust. Mm -hmm. So if I talk about the fact that I have kids that are on the spectrum, mm -hmm. there's people who go, oh, I've got kids on the spectrum. The fact that I'm in Scotland, everybody either wants to be here, has been here, or is related to somebody here. Mm -hmm. So Scotland is always a really, really big one. So try and find those different points that are gonna make you relatable. So it doesn't always have to be about your business. Yeah. And don't be scared of asking people to share. Mm, yeah, that's a big thing. That And speaking of that, that's what I was trying to also ask you <laughs> while you're giving me, I almost forgot, but how do you build up loyal YouTube followers or followers in general in just the different platforms? For me, what I do is I use YouTube as my main platform, and that's because it's a search engine, not social media platform. Mm -hmm. So it's actually a lot more stable than social media because social media, the change algorithm, my understanding at the moment is 6% of your followers will see your content mm. because what they want you to do is pay to boost it out. And so it's a long game. I don't have a silver bullet. I don't have a magic wand to say, Denise, do this and by next week you'll have got there because it's a long game. And certainly with YouTube, it can take a year or two to actually get to that stage where you're really established. The more content you have, the more there is for YouTube to promote, the more there is for people to find. You need to make sure that if you're using Instagram, LinkedIn and I think probably Pinterest you need to make sure that your hashtags are good mm -hmm. because on those platforms you live and die by your hashtags probably the same with YouTube shorts as well mm -hmm. with YouTube you need to make sure that your keywords are good and that your SEO is quite strong but I think by having your short form content as the trailers to point back to YouTube YouTube actively promotes people staying on the channel so if you've got things like you can do an end screen, which is quite easy to do, that says, this is how you subscribe and why don't you watch this video? Then it helps to keep people within your channel. Mm -hmm. So it's about always feeding the people back in. But really, you need to decide on what your strategy is going to be, because I like YouTube. There's other people that love Instagram. Personally, not quite got my head around Instagram yet. Mm -hmm. Definitely haven't got my head around TikTok yet. And so I go with what I understand and what I feel comfortable with. Mm -hmm. Okay. 
That makes sense. That makes sense. And I actually really enjoy the YouTube part. I did a Facebook live video the other day and I was talking about, hey, it's been a minute. You know, I went to Japan and everything else. And even before I went to Japan, I kind of like was taking a break off of, you know, Facebook because I got to the point where it was like, I have to share. And I did not like that feeling. I want to be in the flow. I want to share good content, not that I have to share. So I'm making something up and everything else. And so I really wanted to tap more into my creative side. And that's what YouTube and also my podcast is able to allow me to do. And so um, that's what, what I want to focus on. And that's perfect. So having YouTube be my main focus and then pretty much letting people know that this is where you could find me and everything else. Okay. That makes sense. I love it. So, well... So now that I know how to build the followers, how long does it take to really see the results? How many videos or what length of time or the combination of the two? That's a really difficult question because it depends on how you promote, mm -hmm. how good your keywords are. Um, there's some of the things as well, like making sure that your title is good, making sure your thumbnail is good, because that's the thing that stops people and makes them watch. Mm. So make sure that you've got a thumbnail that's really eye-catching. And it doesn't have to be complicated. Have a look at what other people are doing. And if there's something that catches your eye, that's what you want to try and replicate. Got it. The titles need to be quite catchy as well. And then what you do is take an element of the title and make sure that's on your thumbnail because you get kind of a double whammy then. YouTube will help with the finding you through the title. But then if somebody's scrolling, they'll see it on the thumbnail more than seeing it underneath. It depends on how much content you're releasing. It depends on how often you're releasing. So if you're releasing maybe a video a week, it could take two years. If you're doing two videos a week, it might take a year. Mm. But it's so dependent on what's happening at the time. Because it could be that you have one video that just catches and then it goes off like a rocket. Mm -hmm. And then your subscriber figures spike far beyond what you would expect overnight. But it might not. So it's a really difficult question to answer. One of the really cool things about YouTube, though, is that your content stays there and it stays findable and searchable for the duration. Mm. So if you release something on one of the social media platforms, it's there and it's gone. But with YouTube, it stays. And so you could be four years down the line and have a video that it's done okay, but all of a sudden there's something about that video connects with something that's going on now, and it takes a resurgence. One of the things that you can do is you can... Do the analytics for a YouTube video, maybe a month in, because you have to give it time. And then if you feel it's not doing well, change the title, change the thumbnail. You can go back in and play with it. Mm -hmm. So it's a case of finding what works for you and what works for your audience. Mm -hmm. Doing more of what works and less of what doesn't. Mm -hmm. But definitely by watching what other people are doing, you can learn from their experience. So it may be that you're wanting to release a video about a particular healing method. Mm -hmm. So what you can do then is go on to YouTube and search for that term and see what videos come up. And the ones that are at the top, have a look and see how many views they've got compared to the ones at the bottom. And you'll start to see what terms work compared to what terms don't. Mm -hmm. And that's then how you structure. 
because we have to structure for the audience, not for ourselves, which is a really difficult one because we have ideas about what we want to do. But if we just do what we want to do, we might not get anybody watching. Mm -hmm. So it's important to tailor your content to what the audience is looking for. Mm -hmm. that's one of the reasons pinterest is really good because you can put videos onto pinterest as well now but pinterest is really good because you've got people that are seeking solutions so when they go onto pinterest they are looking for something specific so they're already buyer ready they are already looking for what you're offering so mm -hmm. they're effectively almost like a warm lead so that's why pinterest is really good as well Okay. You know what? I've seen Pinterest at one point in time. I was on Pinterest and I was like, mm, maybe this is not the thing. This was several years ago. And so, but I did not know that you could do videos and stuff like that on Pinterest. And also that sounds really nice to have a warm lead. <laughs> People are already searching. For yes. Yes. So I think I'm going to check out Pinterest. Thank you. No, you're welcome. So what are the questions do you have for me? I think that, okay, so we've answered quite a few of them, and I just want to make sure YouTube, if I'm not mistaken, shorts can be longer than TikToks and Instagram, but am I correct? No, it's all, it's all changed. Mm. So I need to go back and check. TikTok's up to 10 minutes now. TikTok is up to 10 minutes, which is nuts. I think YouTube shorts are still under a minute. Okay, okay. Sometimes what you can do, though, is because definitely an advocate for repurposing. But sometimes what you can do is actually refilm a little bit. Mm -hmm. What you can do with your software, with your editing software, is change it so it has that vertical orientation. So that fits in with the short form content. Mm. But you can re-record something using the same script, using the same information. So it does take a little bit more time. But what it does is it gives you the opportunity to use the whole frame. Mm -hmm. So what you'll find with short form content is where you have something that's designed for it. So it may be it'll show a whole person rather than a zoom in will actually look better and will actually appeal to viewers more as well. So it's something I've not tried yet, but it's something that's on the cards that I'm going to have a go with to see how that works. And if you're going to do something like that, change up where you are, go and sit outside on a set of steps Mm. Go for a walk. And I was going to say at the beach, but do you have beaches? <laughs> <laughs> Not any that I would want to walk on. <laughs> but go for a walk in a park or mm. in a botanical gardens or film at a coffee shop if you're feeling brave enough. But swapping up your location can have a huge impact on the overall look of where you are. And then it makes it so when you see it on the feed, you've not got the same rectangle that we've got at the moment it actually changes it up as well okay yeah because i know that my video person was telling me about how that i'm supposed to film with my phone like this rather than yes. the other way and so now with the youtube shorts that makes me get a better understanding of how to put it on tiktok and everything else i want to make sure that it's appeasing to the eyes because yeah. if it's not then it's not likely going to be viewed as much and or they're not going to stay on the content they're going to move forward so absolutely yeah okay so i guess the final question that i do have 
is I want to make sure that I'm always lively and everything else, but I also want to make sure that my videos are professional because I am wanting to attract people that need coaching sessions and everything else. But I also have a really big personality. And so marry the two or even out balance the two and make sure that my personality is amazing as well as my professionalism as well in the videos. I don't think you'll have a problem with this. Oh. I think you'll do this quite naturally. I think most of us have a filter that says we don't go too far. Mm -hmm. Part of the difficulty sometimes with video is because it's so two dimensional, we lose energy. The screen steals energy from us. So we do tend to be a little bit more out there to carry that energy forwards. But I think, I don't think you'll have a problem with it. I think you'll do it quite naturally. I would always recommend watching your videos back. Mm. It's cringy. You won't like it, but it's really important because if you watch it back, you can look and go, oh, I lost energy there. I remember recording a course video and I'm doing it and I'm thinking, I'm bored. <laughs> I thought, oh gosh, if I'm bored, the audience is going to be really bored. So I just wrapped it and started again. So it's really important to assess yourself. So if you watch a video back and go, oh my goodness, I clearly had too much sugar before I recorded that, mm. re-record it. So you can play with it and you can test it out and watch it back and analyze it yourself. Now, you have a team which is fantastic. We all have people in our lives that fill different roles. So we have people that are cheerleaders, that whatever you give to them will go, that's a great job, Denise, well done. And you're thinking, that's a pile of poop. <laughs> but your cheerleader will go, yes, great job, well done. They're the people that you go to when you've made a bad decision and you want somebody to validate it for you. Mm -hmm. You'll also have people in, in your life that will tell you, it's never going to work. You know, they're always like a Debbie Downer, so you ignore them as well. So it's really important that you have people, especially if you can get business people, because they'll understand it at a different level, that will actually watch things for you as well. Mm. Because that's when you'll get a different type of critical analysis, but a positive one that will say, Denise, I love what you did there, but you know about two minutes, I'm not sure what happened. Did you lose focus? Did you lose energy? And you'll go, do you know, you're absolutely spot on. I did. I just run out of beans. And so you can do the self-analysis, but also get other people to help you with it. Mm -hmm. But honestly, I don't think you're going to have a problem. All right. Well, that makes me feel a lot better. You know, I'm just want to, you know, dot my eyes you know, cross my T's. And I think that this amazing time with you has done that. And I just want like you've blown my mind. <laughs> so I feel so much more confident in putting out the content that I need, as well as helping my team to create and, and me too, because I'm the one who's actually producing the content, but also helping my team to liven it up in that though, the manners that you just stated. So I am like ecstatic right now. <laughs> what to do next? <laughs> As long as you are confident, that confidence will come across on the camera. Awesome. And you need that confidence to position you as an authority. Because if you meet somebody in person, you can read their body language. You can gauge mm -hmm. the emotion. You get cues from the other side of the conversation. But doing it on video, you don't get that. And that can make it a little bit more challenging. So you have to be confident in yourself, even on days when you're not feeling it. Mm. And I know I get days where I'm not feeling it because I'm an off the chart introvert. So there are days where I kind of have to psych myself up. I have to go and have a chat with myself in the mirror and go, you've got this, you can do this. Come on, let's go. <laughs> and then 
the camera comes on and you're like, ping, it's showtime because it's a job and it, you're professional with it. And there's times where I say, you don't feel it, but you do it anyway. Mm-hmm. As long as you watch it back and don't be scared of binning it. If you do something where you go, I'm not happy with that, that's fine. Do it again. Don't be overcritical, though. There is a fine line with it about being too critical or too far the other way and letting things go out that are less than perfect. Mm-hmm. Don't make things too shiny because at the moment, slick is not popular. People want things that are a little bit more rough and ready. I think they want real. Because we've had so much Instagram perfect over the last couple of years, people actually don't like that anymore because it's not relatable. Mm. Yes, and I'm far from it. So, like, <laughs> I want them to get the real me. <laughs> when you're actually recording video, mm-hmm. if you make a mess of something, if you're reading or you're speaking, you're working from bullet points and you make a mess, don't go back to the beginning. Just go back to the section you're working on. But take a breath, ground yourself, because what that will do is give a clear audio gap on your video for your editor to work with, and then just go again. Don't feel that you've got to take it from the top. Just go from the beginning of the section or the sentence that you're working on, and then you'll find that you'll hit a stage where you just kind of go, right, go, and you'll get through it much more efficiently than you would have done to start with. Oh, that's great because I want to also make the editing portion a lot easier for my people because they told me, and I don't know how true this is because I stopped doing video edits a long time ago, but they said sometimes it can take a long time to fix a small edit. And so that's good information. Yeah, it can be difficult. Sometimes you just have to let it go. Mm -hmm. But that's where watching what other people does helps Mm -hmm. so when i first started off in the media it was over 30 years ago and it was all very smooth it was analog we were using tapes at that stage and everything had to be smooth all the movements had to be smooth all the editing had to be smooth and now it's kind of the opposite if i'd have put jump cuts in which is the bit where people just kind of glitch and move if i'd have put that in my work i would have been told off and told to go and do it again so things change And it's now more than acceptable to have a clip that's not smooth, Mm. which is great. It makes it so much quicker. So don't over polish what you're doing. Yeah. Make sure that you're happy with it, but then let it go. Because I think we can work on it and work on it and work on it and work on it forever. Yes. And it's actually maybe going to be 1% better. But actually, is it going to make a difference to your audience? Are they going to watch it any more or any less because you let it go slightly before you would maybe like to, or you spend that extra time really polishing it? What effect will it have on your audience? Yeah. Let it go early. That's perfect. That's perfect. I'm going to do that. And I'm just like, in my head right now, I'm like, hmm, I could do this. I could do that. Oh, <laughs> so, so like really? I have a, like a checklist of things that I definitely want to implement immediately <laughs> to well, the least. Thank you. I've got a couple of questions to finish off with. Mm-hmm. What will happen to you and your business if you don't do something about your video content creation? Oh, well, it, it's not going to happen. That's what The business is not going to happen. I think that video content is so, like, people consume it so much. That is the, like, pretty much the number one marketing method nowadays. And so without that, I feel like my business won't be, because I don't have the time to do interact in person. So my business wouldn't go anywhere. 
So what are you going to take forward? What actions are you going to take? I mean, my brain is not able to tell you all the actions, but let me try to figure out how to say this. But definitely I'm going to work on the thumbnails. I'm going to work on really putting out the videos in YouTube and taking the little tidbits out to put on different platforms. I am going to try to see how I can get on Pinterest because I definitely want the warm leads. Goodness, I'm also going to do that zooming in thing and out I think that that is perfect and I don't even know why my team didn't know that but it's like yeah listen to this video do you hear (laughs) all the nuggets and so I definitely have you know just from those things right there I'm definitely going to put that in there and start and everything else but I have to re-listen to this video and then also send it to my team because there was so much just a wealth of information that was amazing good when are you going to make a start? Like now. <laughs> like I press the end button and I am ready to do it because, wow, this was, you know, I just started my YouTube channel, what was it, last month? And so I'm still fairly new. And while I'm still new, I want to get it as uh good as possible. So I have a, a few things that I definitely want, especially, like I said, even just as the I mean, I don't think it's a small thing, but the the thumbnails, like I went skydiving and that was one of my videos and there was nothing like no picture of the skydiving moment. And I, you know, that, you know, that, duh, you know, so I want to put that, you know, just clean those things up to make uh, people want to view the content. Perfect. So how can people get in touch with you? Yeah, so, okay, the Healer's Realm podcast. You could also do the Healer's Realm on YouTube. I'm there. <laughs> and Instagram, if you want to send me an email, it's tranquility at theshamanicgroup.com. And shamanic is spelled S-H-A-M-A-N-I-C. And we'll make sure that's all included in the show notes as well. Awesome. Thank you so much. I really appreciate this whole thing. I'm like, when is the video coming up? <laughs> Give me a couple of weeks to edit it. <laughs> Thank you again. No problem. So I hope today's conversation has inspired you to get out there and create videos. If you'd like to come onto the Video Edge, get an application in via the website. And if we think you're a good fit to come onto the show, to look at your business and hopefully we'll help grow it, we'll make all the arrangements and invite you on. Thanks again for listening to this podcast. This is the show to help grow your business through video. If you love what we do, we'd love to get our message out to more people. So please like, subscribe, share, whatever it is that you can do to push the show out further. I look forward to seeing you on the next episode of the Video Edge.